Welcome to this episode of the Advanced Southwest Iowa Launchcast. I'm Todd Studer, joined today by Nikki Ferguson, Manager of Entrepreneurial Development at Advanced Southwest Iowa Corporation, and also a special guest today, Matthew O'Brien of Midland Pictures. We'll hear from Matthew in just a moment. First, Nikki, tell us everything that's going on at Advanced Southwest Iowa Corporation. I know there's another event coming up very, very soon. There is, as always, keeping busy, a lot of fun things happening, things on the horizon, new startups, and some announcements we'll be able to make in the coming months. Um, But again, if you're listening to this today on the release date, um, we do have another one of our in-person meetups tomorrow, April 14th from 4.30 to 6. Um, If you're a freelancer, a small business owner, a founder, um, or, you know, just curious about what's happening in the ecosystem, stop by from, like I said, 4.30 to 6. Have a, have a cocktail or a water and meet other people in CV and in Pot County that are, you know, kind of like-minded. It's, it's a great kind of think tank and just discussion group, really. This next event is going to be at Harvester Lofts Apartments in Council Bluffs. So if someone has not been in there, you're missing out. It's, it's a pretty neat facility. It, it really is. Yes, we have the Harvester Artist Lofts, excuse me, um, right on 10th and South Main. You enter on the, the 10th Avenue side and Um, It's a work studio location for community artists that can live in one place and also have their studio. So our meetup will be taking place right there in the the gallery. So definitely it's a good excuse to check out the building. It's directly east of um, the Pace Center, the Haas Family Arts Center. So really easy to find. Artists can cover a large scope of things and among that audio and video work, and we have Matthew O'Brien of Midland Pictures with us today. Matthew, thank you for your time. Tell us a little bit about Midland Pictures. What is it that you do? Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, Really excited to be on the podcast, so I appreciate the invite. So Midland Pictures is a storytelling design studio, and we work with uh, different clients to service their storytelling needs with cinema, Um, and we really take a cinematic approach to our storytelling, typically doing videos that resemble a documentary film or even um, narrative film. Um, Typically, we want our relationships with our clients to be uh, a collaboration, something where they have a problem or a business goal they're trying to achieve, some form of transformation for their business. And we've all determined that the prescription to do that is uh, video storytelling. Uh, So we've worked with a range of clients in the Omaha Council Bluffs area to uh, help help them achieve their business goals. And it's been great for the last five years now. You've been going for five years already with this. So you were towards the beginning of when all of this was happening, because you and I do similar work, but I've only been at it for a couple of years. So you were jumping in way earlier than that. Yeah, I started Midland Pictures in 2017 after piecing together a lot of freelance work, and that wasn't really giving me the fulfillment and satisfaction or the revenue, frankly, that I was looking for. So I thought it would be best, especially with all the relationships that I developed in the area between post-production professionals and production professionals, to start a production company and start working with clients directly on a larger scale. And don't think of larger scale in terms of bigger shoots with more people and crew, more larger scale that the the engagements were longer term. There was more of an in-depth design process to the video. It wasn't just sort of, hey, we have this event going on and we Googled you and we want you to show up and spray it down with a bunch of B-roll and throw together a little highlight video. Those jobs are great, but that's not necessarily something that I've been interested in for the last five years. I managed to help a number of clients uh, with their video work. You've talked about a number of clients. Can you see a common thread that goes through the different types of clients that you have of the need that you are filling for them? Or is it just all over the board? 
Yeah, you know, the most common thing that we have found with the clients that we work with is there's sort of an internal frustration with the fact that the people out there, the public, um, potential customers, potential clients, if they're a business to business client, don't have an awareness of what they do. And typically those clients are very mission based. It's not about profit and revenue. It's about them believing in the product or service that they have and being frustrated that not enough people know about it. So we try to tell stories that um, exemplify their core values, what it is that um, is a client or customer's pain point and how that product or service overcomes that. And we do that again through storytelling, whether it's a documentary format where it's a sit down interview or multiple interviews uh, with some compelling cinematic footage or something that's more narrative, like a, a feels like a sh almost like a short film versus a traditional commercial where it's, hey, come on down to Bob's Auto Martin. We're going to da 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 Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You know, we don't do that, that sort of thing. After you have produced uh, one of these uh, cinematic things, what is the next step? What's the delivery method? How are you getting it out to the people? Yeah, so there's a range of exhibition um, methods that our clients use. Uh, the exhibition that we typically see is first and foremost on their website. Uh, typically, the first video that we'll produce for a client is something like a, you know, a brand identity video. This is who we are. This is what we stand for. This is our mission. And these are the people or businesses we've impacted. Um, we've also had some of our clients uh, use our videos on their YouTube channel, and then they'll use that YouTube video embedded on different in different places, whether it's um, on social media, their website, other other platforms that they're using. Um, a few videos have been run as a Facebook ad by some of our clients. Um, that hasn't happened a lot because our videos tend to be, uh, especially the documentary format, slightly longer form. But some of the videos have been in film festivals. Some of them are being played, like we just uh, finished a video that we produced for the General Dodge House here in Council Bluffs, and that's exhibited daily in their new um, home theater space um, before patrons go uh, on a tour of the Dodge House. So a range of exhibition styles. It's one thing to provide the service for your clients, Talk about what it's like for you, such as with the Dodge House, and you can go in there and you can see your work. What kind of satisfaction does that bring for you? Yeah, it's very fulfilling. We've had, in, even in helping install the home theater system and overseeing that process to make sure that it really made what what the, the investment that they made, um, that, it, that it matched that investment. You know, we don't want to roll out a TV cart with an old, you know, glass TV and put pop in a DVD after we invested this money in a, you know, a 4K film with state-of-the-art cinema cameras and all that. Um, so when we get to go in that space and sit with an audience and feel the energy in the room, hear their laughter, their, um, you know, the, you sort of just feel their energy moving toward the piece because it's engaging and teaching them something they didn't know, uh, that's incredibly satisfying. And it's been wonderful partnering with the Dodge House to see that all come to come to life. What are your goals for Midland Pictures? Where do you want to see your company growing to? That's a great question. We're, we're sort of in a, and I say we, I shouldn't say we actually, because, you know, I'm the principal here at Midland. I don't have any employees. I, I partner with a lot of independent contractors to collaborate and achieve um, what we need to do for our clients. But with the pandemic, it really threw the production world for a loop because so much production shut down. And I found myself pivoting in order to earn revenue towards the creator economy where I was creating content for YouTube that was both documenting my journey as a filmmaker and a business owner, as well as teaching other people who came to my channel how to use the tools of filmmaking, whether it was 
um, different lights or Final Cut Pro video editing software, different post-production workflows. And I've really managed to grow an audience and that audience has allowed me to create a number of different revenue streams that I never really imagined when I set out to create a production company that worked primarily with clients. So I'm finding myself even more fulfilled by tapping into this creator economy and working with people that come to my channel to help them develop their production and post-production skills. So really what I'd like to do for the future of Midland Pictures is continue to scale up what I'm doing on my YouTube channel um, and then all of the sort of ancillary revenue streams that come from that so that I can position myself to really um, be more selective with the clients that I work with. I wanna work with clients that have a business problem that they're trying to solve and that they want to invest in solving that problem versus perceiving of what I do as an expense and they wanna to race to zero to try to get it for as little money as possible. So ideally what would happen is a potential client would be looking to me to in essence commission me and my company to craft a film or a video uh, that again helps them solve a business problem and helps them achieve their business goals. You've mentioned YouTube several times uh, during mm -hmm. this talk. I know what I tell a potential client regarding YouTube, but I'm always mm -hmm. interested and excited to learn other people's views on that. Why should a company get their information out on YouTube? Well, with, you know, the internet coming along, you know, you know, we've seen internet 1.0, 2.0, and now we're moving into internet 3.0, especially with 2.0 and the creator economy and what the internet has allowed businesses to do. And even independent creators like me, it really breaks you out of the bounds of your geographical area. Companies can, can move from thinking of themselves in council bluffs only or Omaha only or regionally in the tri-state region they can really build an audience at an international level and their products or services can be um, acquired by potential clients or customers at an, at an international scale. And that's what's really most exciting to me about YouTube. Um, it's a way to not only develop numerous revenue streams that make you so that you're not leveraged in one area, so that if you know your big client that's 80% of your annual revenue, if they decide to go with someone else, you're not devastated. So it can shore up revenue. Um, and again, it can introduce you to an international audience. That's what's been most exciting to me, seeing people from the UK, from Germany, from um, Southeast Asia, from Australia, from India, uh, looking at my videos, my digital products, all the different things that I do with my platform to put me on an international stage instead of what, you know, especially people on the coast think, you know, of Omaha as this very small stage in the greater context of the world. I get the same satisfaction out of, well, just with this podcast, Nikki and I have spoken before early on when we started, I was sending her messages and said, Hey, you know, we had someone download in Singapore. We had yeah. someone, several in Canada, a couple in Australia. They will find you eventually, but you do have to be consistent and you just have to keep putting that content out there. Consistent and provide value. You know, that's the biggest thing that I focus on with my YouTube channel is how can I make every video provide value to the viewer? And the same thing with client work. You know, you want everybody in that relationship to be mutually profitable, whether it's both revenue um, and uh, and the results that you get, uh, you know, driving the mission forward, building awareness, increasing sales conversions. You know, you can look at it in a number of different ways, whether it's a business result or more of a 
you know, a, a personal um, confidence or satisfaction that you get from knowing that your business is reaching more people. Are you finding that businesses are more aware and more accepting of what the type of work that you do as opposed to thinking that we're not in Los Angeles, we're not in Austin, we're not in Atlanta, so we don't have any companies like this. Have, have you found that it, it's getting easier now to have that conversation initially with a new company? Yes and no. I think I think the, the, the biggest thing that we bump up against again is even if a client has a grand vision or a big dream of, a, of achieving certain things, typically they don't necessarily have the budgets that align with what it takes to produce something. And, and again, if you think about the, the length of an engagement, if you design a film or video for a client and then you go through the whole production process, even with a small crew, and then go through the post-production process, it's a very lengthy and time-consuming experience. And some clients, at least at the level that I want to create my films with lighting and hiring a cinematographer and having a crew to help collaborate with me um, to make things, there's a cutoff uh, as far as, you know, sort of my minimum price that I can go to to even start a conversation about video. So I have found that there are a lot of potential clients here in Omaha that have check all the boxes. They're driven, they're mission based. Um, they understand the value of video and motion picture storytelling, but they're not necessarily in a place financially where they're ready to make a big investment uh, in what it would take to get a video done. And, and there's risk there. You know, sometimes, you know, if you make a video, you know, you're 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 accepting that there's the risk that. If you don't exhibit it perfectly or get it out there or really push for it um, or push it out there, that you may not get the results that you were hoping for. That is something that, well, I've had to overcome that objection as well, that sometimes folks can think that it's a A to B correlation. So we have spent this money here. That means we are going to receive this money here based on the money that we spent here. It's not how marketing works. It's not how any of this works. It's a, it's a process and it's everything goes in together in order to, well, as we talked before we began the podcast, raise the ship for everybody. That's, that's what you're doing is you're raising the water level. Well, and you're touching on something that is part of the obstacle in working with clients. Typically, in my experience, when a client is going to invest heavily in video, they're thinking about getting ROI on that in the short term. And unfortunately, with branding and marketing, building a YouTube channel, connecting with an audience, building community, you're playing the long game. So you might invest 10, 20, 30, $50,000 in a video, a single video or a video campaign, whatever it may be, but you're gonna be spending several years, not only with that video, the subsequent videos you produce, all of the stuff you're doing on social media, maybe you have created a YouTube channel, it's gonna take a long time to build that. My YouTube channel is a perfect example of that. I've been doing it for four years and by some measure, some people might think I'm, quote, unsuccessful because I only have about 17,000 subscribers, whereas others might think I, I would it would be a dream to have 17,000 subscribers. That's an incredible accomplishment. Um, but, you know, it took four years of constant work, over 150 videos and building these uh, revenue streams out of the channel as well. How do people find you on YouTube? What uh, what are they going to search for to be able to see some of your work? So they can search for Midland Pictures uh, and my name, Matthew O'Brien. Um, my URL is just youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Midland Pictures. Um, and that's M-I-D-L-A-N-D Pictures, named after the Midlands, our region that we that we all know and love here um, 
in the Omaha area. So that's how they can get get to me on YouTube. And how can they get in contact with you if they'd like to get some more information about potentially partnering with you and doing a project? So they can go to my website. Um, my business website is simply midlandpictures.com. And there's a contact form on there where uh, folks can reach out. I also have a personal website that's more related to my personal brand and my YouTube channel. And that's just my name, Matthew O'Brien, O'Brien with an E dot C-O, not dot com, but dot C-O. Uh, and I can, I can connect with other creator economy um, folks there as well. Matthew O'Brien of Midland Pictures. Thank you very much for your time. Let's bring Nikki Ferguson back in again with Advanced Southwest Iowa Corporation. Tell us a little bit, Nikki, about how you got connected with Matthew and what it's been like uh, to work with him. Honestly, um, <clears throat> we touched on the meetups at the beginning of the podcast episode, and it was actually, I think it's the first meetup we ever did in Council Bluffs uh, is where I actually met Matthew for the first time and then I've had a couple of one-on-ones and coffees with him and was just really impressed by what he's been able to do and build um, and that was you know two years ago plus um, when I first met him and just having seeing how how much easier it could be perhaps for him to have you know stayed say in California but he came back here Council Bluffs the you know the Midlands so to speak, and has been successful at building this company and this production company and doing what he does. It's very impressive. If there's a better testament as to why people should attend some of these meetups that you have, I think that's it. You never know who you're going to meet. Exactly. The the collaborations and some of the mentorships that have come out of those meetings, I mean, for lack of a better word, meeting, I guess, um, but through those meetups, it's just the coolest and definitely my favorite part, you know, kind of being a fly on the wall at those meetups and seeing the conversations happen and some of those relationships get built. It's definitely worth the, the 90 minutes or even, you know, stop by for 10. It's, it's a fun, fun experience for sure. It definitely worked for me at the one that I attended at Tandem Works in Council Bluffs that I, I made some connections and we're moving forward with some uh, different relationships there. So uh, thank you, Nikki, for everything that you continue to do with Advanced Southwest Iowa Corporation. Thank you, Matthew O'Brien of Midland Pictures, for uh, joining us on Advanced Southwest Iowa LaunchCast for today. Continued success to both of you, and we look forward to speaking again. Thank you. Thanks, Todd.